The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. We are live, so let's count it down. Three, two, one, record. Three, two, one, mark. Mark. This week's episode of PSVG is brought to you by the amazing people over at patreon.com slash PSVG. I'm going to go off script this week a little bit because I do want to say... Uh, thank you to everybody that's been new to our patron. We've had quite a few people join up in the last week, two weeks, I think. Um, and we do genuinely appreciate it. Uh, I, today, as of recording this, officially booked my flight ticket to Ohio for the house party. So Kevin is a lock for the E3 house party. Um, and no, no, your Patreon dollars did not go to pay for my plane ticket. That came out of my tax return. Thank you very much. Um, but that wouldn't happen in general if it wasn't for you awesome people making it happen over at patreon.com slash psvg we do have some announcements coming some changes to our patreon some surprises if you will some other things coming soon can't talk about them yet we're looking at probably mid-march to kind of unveil those different things uh just our way of saying thank you with some new surprises for you but in the meantime if you aren't familiar if you sign up for our Patreon, you do get access to our exclusive PSVG DLC feed, which gets you content that is only available there. It's products that does not hit our main feed, including the PSVG DLC show, Arcadia Academia, uh, Board With Everything just came out. Um, we have the Fast and the Furious retrospective, like all sorts of things kind of going on there all the time for people to enjoy um, as a thank you to you. And, of course, you get access to our uh, exclusive patron chat room in the Discord, the Battle Pass, and our undying love and eternal gratitude. So if you want to hop in, head over to patreon.com slash PSVG. And honestly, just thank you all for doing so. I'm not going to do a sales pitch, nothing like that. Just thanks. I, I honestly appreciate it. It's good to to know that you enjoy the content we put out, and we hope you uh, get a little something out of DLC as a, as a thank you for it. But thank you to our Patreon producers, especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Coach Mo, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, and Michael Masick. Thank you all so very, very, very much. But now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hello everyone, welcome to PSVG Prime, it is I your host Kevin, I got my G Fuel, I got my whiskey, cause that's a deadly combo, so it's about to get lit up in here, oh, no. speaking of lit, my co-host is here with me, as always, Mr. Lucas Rose. Nice, uh, hi, I got my good and gather raspberry blackberry sparkling water. I mean, you, you adding vodka to that, or like? Oh, I thought this already had... I thought this was a malt liquor beverage. You, you Colt 45? Two zigzags. <laughs> I mean... Maybe that's all you need. I, I, I guess. Oh, we better be careful. We're going to get a copyright infringement case. Oh, I, th- I think you meant content, like explicit content. Well, that too. Because I don't know if you know, Lucas. I, I've, I've bounced it around the chat room quite a bit. I'm, I'm picking on these other shows for dropping swears. Um... And now it's evolved to. I don't know if you listen to Tender Shack. I don't. I know a lot of people don't, but I happened to listen to it last week. Uh, and, and those two guys over there, uh, Jason and, and Donnie. Actually, I don't think Jason did anything, so I'm going to exclude him from here. I'm not going to point the finger at him. But our okay. boss himself, 
dropped two S-bombs in the same episode and what? did not edit, you know, backwards mask, give it the M&M treatment, nothing. Yeah. Just just left it out there. Wow. Nintendo Shack, of all shows, the most kid-centric show, I think, in all of PSVG. And they're dropping S-bombs. Maybe I'll have to listen to that episode. I, I need to know what, what was... What was so worth it that you had to scar the ears of all the children? You know, that's that's just awful. Yeah, yeah I mean, Animal Crossing is coming out, so, you know, kids are listening. You know, parents, uh, might be, yeah. parents might be subscribing for their kids to say, hey, you should listen to this guy. He talks all about Animal Crossing. And then next thing you know, Donnie is, like, swearing like a drunken pirate. And, you know, <laughs> these kids are like, mommy, what's... I can't even say the word, Lucas. It's, it's just I horrible. Know. We've been we've been swear free since 1992, so I don't know it's what the problem is. It's he true. Does, even if, he does drink a lot of rum, so I can believe that he is a pirate. He does. I'm even swear free off the mic. It's just I don't know. It's it's how I live. It's a lifestyle, Lucas. It's true. It's, it's true. true. It's true. Anyway, how are you feeling today? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good, especially after making fun of other people. That really I mean, makes me feel a lot better. I, that's that's why we do it to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't look at me too closely. You'll find no. out I'm just a husk of a person. Yes, yeah, so you point out everyone else's flaws, and it makes you instantly look better. It's, true. it's like having the ugly friend in the club. It enhances your good looks. That's true. It's true. But we're and really just ugly on the inside. It's true. I mean, Lucas and I. Let's be honest. We're probably sevens, maybe eights. But when you put us next to next to Nintendo Shack, that makes us like eleven or twelves, like easily. <laughs> I don't understand the scale that's happening right now. I, math. But I like it. Yeah, math has <laughs> never been my strong suit. <laughs> Me either. So, yeah, so let's let's get away from that. Let's let's talk about video games. That's what we do here for the most okay. part, and, and make fun of others. So let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Um, I will let you go first. One we've talked about before. Yeah. I'm not sure if I know this other other game, but I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take over from here. You know, I better double check and make sure the other that's the actual name of the other game because it is quite an uh an interesting yes it is i got it pretty close uh so the first one uh honestly i haven't had much time to to play games because i had a weekend and week filled of um the family being home Mm. Uh, my wife was sick uh for two days last week and then my son had a midwinter break for some reason apparently schools just come up with new break like when i was a kid it was christmas break and spring break that's all you got if you're lucky maybe some snow days really you didn't have you didn't have this february vacation i don't remember it oh because my kids had it my kids used to have it for like the whole week but they now in the last couple years i guess to compensate for the potential snow days up in new england they cut it down and it's now only um president's day and the day after Yep, that's fine. And then they go back. So they just get the two days off. But there are some other districts in our state or around that actually have this whole week off. So, But I know what you're saying. But, yeah, it's Just because I don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But as far as I, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the rule. Like, Lucas, this is your child. Like, I don't remember that. So I'm pretty sure it just didn't happen. That's yep. not my kid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I <laughs> deny till you die. Um, so, yeah, needless to say... I basically focused on what we, we've been playing over in Fluxtaposed land, trying to get this thing knocked out, called Black Mesa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, I, I feel comfortable talking about it now because we've, we've kind of uh, set our piece on it for the most part. But uh, it, it really is astonishing to go back to this game and remember when this first came out. Obviously, this is a, a refreshing, yeah. a, uh, as you remember it. You know, if you actually went back and played Half-Life, you'd be like, oh, gosh, this looks awful. But, um, yeah, so Black Mesa is a remake of it. 
and a pretty faithful one. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I did finally get to uh, Zen. Jason, Jason like spaced out and played like six hours in the space. Yeah, of, he like, did. <laughs> two hours. I don't know what happened. He time traveled or something. So I'm trying to get caught up to him. And the thing about Zen is this game, they made it up until Zen. And then they were like, uh, we need to like expand this Zen alien section because it doesn't really fit with what all they've already done like how they've freshened up the rest of the game so they expanded on it made it look nicer uh made it uh longer as far as i can tell there's a lot more to do there um and i'm actually enjoying the uh the new version of zen because to me it tells more story through the environment which Mm -hmm. i don't remember from the original uh there's a lot of realizing holy cow i mean i was young when the game came out so i probably didn't fully appreciate half-life but there's a lot of uh holy cow like they were here doing tests in this alien world and uh, you as gordon freeman before this didn't know that's right like there's a lot of secrets going on and and i i feel like it's being shown uh much more uh much better in this kind of reimagining of zen so i'm making my way through there but I've I've been running into some problems, and I've had more problems crop up the longer I've played, which oh. I guess doesn't surprise me because you figure they probably, you know, bug checked the the beginning quite a bit, and then the farther <laughs> yeah, because Zen just came out not that long ago apparently, uh, so I've I've been running into weird issues where the game will just crash to the desktop with no error message, just stops. Like I'll die three times and go to reload it, and then it just crashes all of a sudden which is a huge momentum killer i mean you can save anywhere but the issue is that a lot of the time there's these battles towards the end where you have to do i hesitate to say waves but basically waves of different aliens that are transporting in and uh or teleporting in and it kind of killed my momentum to have to constantly be battling some of these issues Along with the fact that there was a long stretch of time that I had very low health and couldn't find any oh, med packs or anything, couldn't find any ammo. It was like a survival, uh, horror survival game. All of a sudden, I'm like, what am I playing, Resident <laughs> Evil? What's going on? No, this control's way too good to be Resident <laughs> Evil. That's true. <laughs> I almost became a Gordon Sandwich. Wait a minute. That oh, make any sense. the master um, of unlocking. That's true, too. Uh, yes. So... Yeah, it's been kind of a weird, frustrating, but also like, man, I really like this game um, combination. You know, it, it feels a little bit long in the tooth these days, but at sure. the same time, like, I'll take a break from it and come back and be like, man, I love this game. So mm-hmm. it, it is it's a strange way to go back and experience it. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm also at the same time like, I can't wait for this to be over because... <laughs> It's always like, man, there's just something more around the corner. And I'm like, oh, I still got to go through Zen and do all this other stuff. Or, oh, I got to do all these platforming puzzles. Man, all of a sudden, all these platforming puzzles mm. with teleporting and and dying. Because if you don't teleport at the right time, you fall to your death. And if you don't hit the right teleporter, you go to – there's like for every three teleport orbs, two of them send you either somewhere that doesn't matter. And then you have to go back to where you started or yeah. it kills you. So, yeah. so, I mean, like, just in general, can we just stop making platformers in first-person shooters? It doesn't work. Like, whoever thought yeah. that the first time, I hate you. Because anytime you get a game with that, that is literally the worst thing because it's just not designed 
to do that well. Like, yeah. the perspective just doesn't work. You can't gauge the jumps, and it's terrible. And they always give you, like, it's these true. small ones. Like, if, it, if there's plenty of room, that's one thing. But, like, when they give you these little tiny platforms, like, you have to hit this jump perfect, but yet when you're jumping, you can't see the ground, so you don't know when to stop. Like, it's mm-hmm. awful. And it's all rotating around you yeah. really quickly, and, oh, it's just, yeah, very. So all those, yeah, all that was culminating into some frustration and just kind of, like, I just got to take it like an hour at a time right now because if even if I only make like 30 minutes of progress, I can quick save and come back to it later. So, yeah, it was it was kind of a bummer, but I got through it. Um, in fact, I ran into a bug when I got to Zen because it was supposed to basically go to white and then start loading the game, but it just flashed to white and then st- stayed there it never started the loading of the next section so i'm like is this supposed to do this or so then all of that stuff i had to do that i already failed like five times i had to do all over again no because you have to wait for them to open the portal you can't just like walk into it so they start like attacking you and you got to do all of that over again and it was just like oh my gosh i thought i was done and i i'm not so yeah it it was pretty tough kind of left the bad taste in my mouth a little bit but uh still playing it and still enjoying it uh the other game the game that you're not sure if you're familiar with i'm not i looked it up and i, I do see what it is now i was thinking like through the fire and the flames or something like that no but, um no <laughs> the dragon that's force different. song i know that's what i'm just thinking I'm like no that's dragon force i don't know what i was thinking of but was, it's not what i was thinking of no okay so this is uh this game is called bound by flame and it's one that i got a long time ago through humble bundle or something like that and um I've always been kind of interested in it because it's supposed to be sort of a hack and slash RPG and action RPG. And uh, it kind of looks okay. Like it doesn't look great, but it Hmm. looks okay, especially for it's another one of those focus home interactive games. So it's kind of like sort of janky sort of B rate or double A, I guess, game. So. I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm in the mood to just try something. It was only four gigabytes to download, so yeah. I gave it a shot. So I load this thing up, and uh, right off the bat, it just kind of has this feeling of like a PlayStation 2 game. Not in the looks, but in the way that the camera moves, in, in the way that your character moves. There's like no momentum. There's just – if you turn into a direction, you just kind of whip around and start – running in that direction and oh. like nowadays we kind of expect a little bit of you know turning into that direction you don't just sure. start moving in that direction like that it's just very unnatural and uh the combat is is button mashy and it doesn't really feel like you're connecting very much you know there's no weight to it really yeah. it's just, you're just kind of smashing buttons and hoping things work out mm. i don't know it just has this really cheap feel i i know it's kind of earlier in their uh development i guess or you know their game catalog so to speak yeah um so i'm pretty sure it's older than like the surge or whatever it's called yeah this is so it came out in 2014 uh launched on windows playstation 3 xbox 360 and made its way to ps4 somehow (laughs) but not xbox one like it stopped there so i don't know why it just did one current gen but yeah it the reviews aren't aren't great like game rankings has it like 55 56 is that doesn't surprise me game informer gave it an 8 out of 10 though for some reason that but everyone else is like this is like a 4 out of 5 or 5 out of 5 type game that's weird <laughs> I mean, five um, out of ten. yeah yeah i i don't know if it's that bad but i don't know how much more time i, I will give it because it is 
like the voice acting is bad and just there's just so many bad things about it that i can't see there being any anything good about it so (laughs) destructoid wrote in its review it's rough around the edges a discount witcher by many counts yes yes i totally yeah i'm (laughs) like as i was playing it i'm like because of the 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 sword play and you can have multiple weapons i'm like well it's no Witcher, that's for sure. Because I'm thinking, like, why am I not just playing The Witcher 3? I still need to beat that game. I could just be playing that right, right now. Right, you could be playing a good game, but instead you're <laughs> playing this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sorry, Bound by Flame, but I, I think I'm going to have to uninstall you same day. Uh, Sounds like a good choice. Terrible. Ter- yeah. I'm not terrible, just not good. Not good so. enough. Uh, the game I was thinking of was The Flame and the Flood. That's what I was thinking oh, of. Oh, yes, I played that as well. Yeah. Completely different. That's what I was thinking of, not The Fire and the Flames, because that is the Dragon Force song. Too many flames. Too many flames. Old flames? Eternal flame. Ooh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Flame. All right, <laughs> I. that's all I played. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, too, haven't played a ton. Uh, my mother-in-law was staying with us since... Uh, the day after we recorded last, actually. Um, and because of that, I lost use of my entire uh, man cave down here. So all my gaming Oof. consoles, my computer, I had access to nothing. Uh, which reminds me, I still have not posted the PSXP show to its standalone feed. <laughs> so apologize for that. I should probably do that after the show. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't have time to play a ton of things. Um, but I did dip in a little bit more into Division 2 uh, early this morning. Uh, I'm still really enjoying it, but I'm nowhere. Like, I haven't really dug into it. I've done, like, the first couple real missions in the game now. Um, and I really like it. The only, not negative, but the only thing that kind of sucks for me personally is that these missions are kind of long. So it's not a game I can just jump in quickly to do something and feel like i can accomplish something in a short period of time like i feel like i need a good chunk of time to really do something here plus traveling as well is the problem so uh, that's kind of going against me there but i do genuinely really really like the game and donnie actually bought the new york expansion already for us Mm. (laughs) which i said it was like dude have you even played division two since i bought it for the three dollars that it was i was like (laughs) but have you even played it and you're gonna buy the expansion i was like i i actually was gonna buy the expansion but i want to see if i was getting burnt out by division two uh, by the time that expansion came out but he already bought it so we're we're getting that apparently um so i won't talk about that much that's old game is old two things i will talk about here um let's start with snack world are you familiar with snack world at all no but i want to be by the sounds of it and that's that's the reason i even paid attention to this game because it's called snack world so instantly i'm like i'm in uh, i am playing this on the nintendo switch i'm not sure if it's on anything else i think it's just on pc as well um but it's called uh snack world the dungeon crawl uh gold is the version on switch um and basically um it's a randomly generated dungeons um but you start off in like a town similar to like a village in zelda um and it's a hack and slash rpg game so gameplay is more like diablo um, okay. but you have like your missions, you go out, like you start in town, you can gather your gear, you head out on these dungeons. That's when it gets procedurally, um, randomly generated rather, uh, these different dungeons. Um, it's just a hack and slash RPG, but it's really fun art style. It's very cartoony. Um, everything is named after food in some way, shape or form, which makes for a great time. Uh, I'm, to- I'm seeing the shrine of shish kebab for instance. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think I'm in like a, the dungeon of Gar- Gorgonzola or something like that right now. The town is tutti frutti. Um, it's a lot of fun. There's tons of puns, and the writing is genuinely hilarious. Um, I took a couple screenshots. I actually should just boot, boot up my Switch because I, I deliberately saved some. some I'm like, oh, these are great. Um, kind of innuendos, too. Uh, so let me pull that up. But yeah, I haven't played a ton. I, I'm <clears> in like the second or third dungeon uh, in the game here, but it is a ton of fun. Um, it's not a budget RPG. It is a full-price game, $50. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it is genuinely worth it. Oh, okay. So you wake up. You're found outside the gates of Tutti Frutti. And the king, well, the, the knights outside drag you in and bring you to the king. And they're like, hey, we found this guy. He's passed out. What should we do with him? And at first he's like, don't bring him in here. He might have diseases. We don't want to get people sick. <laughs> but the princess is like, daddy, I want to meet this mysterious explorer, blah, blah, blah. You know. Ooh. So the king decides they will keep him. But he needs to stay somewhere to rest in the meantime. So the exact words I have here in the screenshot is the king says, I think we'll put him up at the muff inn until he's recovered. <laughs> So I was like, wow. So th- it's funny because it's Muffin, but it's also funny because, you know, no, this isn't this kind of show. Um, but <laughs> yes, it is It is genuinely funny, well-written. There was a show. Uh, there was a show. There was a mission about reclaiming some wood for somebody who was building a house, but he got attacked by monsters. Um, but it was near the lake. So the mission is just in Timber Lake. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake. It's yeah. so like there's a lot of things like that where I'm like, this is pretty funny. It's bad. it's total dad joke funny. Yes, but I yes. find it funny. I would totally um, appreciate that. The cool thing is, it's like so you can equip a bunch of weapons at the same time. You don't have to have like uh, like you know, like Legends of you have to actually you know change weapons to equip what you're doing. Or Diablo, you have to actually change what your character's holding. You hold up to six different weapons uh, at any given time, and as you run through the missions, if the weapon you currently have equipped isn't um, strong against the enemy you're going for, you press the ZR button and it will automatically switch to something else in your inventory that is suited or stronger against that type of enemy. So if you run up and you have like a, just a regular sword and you're hacking away at some giant Goliath character, it'll mm-hmm. tell you like, hey, it says, you know, press ZR. It has like the ZR button lights up. You press it and you'll maybe you'll pull out your big battle axe instead and you'll just start hacking away at him. If somebody's shooting you from far away, you press ZR and it'll automatically equip the bow and arrow so you're able to hit it from far away. So Wow. It that's helps cool. you with that, so it's a, it's a kind of a cool combat gimmick that's there that you can have multiple things equipped. So I think I have like a a spear, a sword, a shield, because so, you need a shield to block, uh, axe, bow and arrow, all at the same time, and then you have like potions that give you perks and potions that heal your health at the same time. Wait, uh, all whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. How do you have? What are your proficiency levels in all of these weapons? You can't just multi-class like that. I mean, no, you can. He just he just whips them out. <sighs> What happens is apparently how this world works is you carry on a cell phone, as all traditional RPGs have you have equipped, yeah, um, and, you, and you get these weapons, but the weapons are actually like this big. And I'm holding up, you know, visual thing because it's a podcast, so visuals are great. <laughs> Two inches. And you apparently put it on your phone, and then it turns to full size. So he has basically a key ring of the weapon, so they're almost like keychains on a key ring. So whenever weapon you need, you whip it out, boom, phone makes it grow, boom, here's my battle axe, here's my bow and arrow, whatever. So you just change it on the fly. The damage is um, tied to the weapon, so it doesn't really matter like your proficiency level in other games, like where you'd say, hey, you know, let me increase my archery or increase my, you know, two-handed Nunchucks, weapon class or something yes. like that. Yeah, you don't need to do that. It's just simply like, hey, this weapon is 123 damage. This weapon's 150 damage. Um, so you get better bows and arrows. You get better swords, so on and so forth. Um, but you don't actually upgrade your character. You're more upgrading your gear to make those changes in defense, offense, all that kind of stuff. But it's a lot of fun. So I recommend if somebody's looking for an RPG to play uh, in the meantime, that's not crazy uh, Japanese-style, you know, 300-hour-long Persona-type RPG. It's a lot of fun. Snack World the dungeon crawl um and lastly this one's a tough one so i haven't written the review yet might be out by the time this episode drops but i was reviewing dreams for gamesreviews.com so dreams if you're not familiar is made by media molecule it's an exclusive to the 
PS5, uh, PS4, rather. Um, and what you do in Dreams, it's not so much a game as it is a game creator. Uh, so basically, you can imagine your own game music video, even artwork is on there. Uh, and the game helps you create your vision and make it there. And then you can share it with other people so they can experience, download, kind of play what you have created and vice versa. Um, so I personally haven't really created uh, anything. I kind of mess around with the creator just simply so I can say, wow, this is really uh, you know thorough, it's in-depth, uh, so on and so forth. But I spent a majority of my time uh, going through and exploring what other people have created. Um, everything from you know Sonic the Hedgehog levels to... Uh, somebody remade PT um, in there, the the demo for PT in Dreams, and it looks incredible. Even down to these crazy artwork things, where it's just like this is a greasy. I think it's called a greasy dinner, and you look at it, it's a hyper realistic hot dog, French fries, soda. Like it is nuts, the things people do here. Um, so personally, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think it's a great tool. But as a person who's not really interested or into the creation aspect of it the game and how much you get out of it is really dependent on the people who put in the effort and make these types of things for you to experience. I mean, there's thousands of things already and the game's been out for a week uh, that you can go and explore. Some are great, some are works in progress and it'll tell you that too. You can actually see the development trees of the dreams that other dreamers, that's what they call them, uh, have created and has they go along. So if you go in, like there's one that somebody's attempting to recreate Simpsons hit and run, um, in dreams and you can actually see like right now it's just the main street with the simpsons house and you can go inside the house you can see bart's room uh, marge is on the outside you can hop in homer's car and you can drive up and down the road but that's it you can't do anything else yet uh, so when you check the development tree you see where he started like hey this started out as him just recreating bart's room so then the next time he went and he did this and, and that so it just kind of gives that timeline and you can see the work that somebody's putting in to work through these things um but yeah, it's really cool. I, the, the coolest experience I had uh, with Dreams, I will say, is somebody took the time to painstakingly recreate Hogwarts Castle from Harry Potter. Uh, it drops you into the, like the courtyard. You go in the front doors, and you're able to go through the entire castle um, in great detail, man. Like You walk into the Great Hall, and you have you know the stars in the skyline. You have the candles floating. You can see all the tables there, and where the teachers sit. And Dumbledore's like a podium where he speaks from at the beginning of every school year. To you know each of the common rooms for you know Hufflepuff and, and uh, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw. They're all there, and they're actually where they would be hidden. So behind the portrait, you know, in the dungeons, and you have to knock and say the password to get into them. Uh, you can go inside Dumbledore's office, the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. Uh, outside and cross the bridges find Hagrid's hut and, and everything is there so it's it's really cool and that one this person's been spending a lot of time redoing it. it's very very well done the music is there um, but yeah there's a lot of great things there and there's ones that Media Molecule themselves will pick out and say hey here's the experiences you should try out um, and go from there and, and you could just scroll through those are the top rated ones where people if you like the experience you can give it a thumbs up and those rankings will make your dream easier to find than other people's um, so yeah, it's just a really cool, more of a social experiment than a game um, where people are able to just make these incredible things that I would never have enough talent to do. But yeah, if you're interested, Dreams, it's very cool um, to check things out. Uh, I, I'm trying to see if, I don't know if the game is retailing currently for $60. Let me check real quick and see here what the pricing is on it. So let me see, Dreams, PS4. I just want to see, because I don't want to say, and I, I know people, yeah, okay, so this game's only 40 bucks, so this is great. I was about to say, if this is a $60 game, 
I would have a hard time saying, hey, if even if you're not going to create anything, this game is worth the 60 bucks. because honestly, I don't think it is. But for $40, heck yeah, I get a lot of enjoyment out of this. It's really cool to see what people have created and that the fact that Media Molecule themselves are creating them. If you're not familiar with Media Molecule, they're the guys behind Tearaway, um, behind uh, Little Big Planet, all those games. So they're a very, very creativity-driven team uh, that continues now in dreams to make that accessible for everybody else. It's very, very cool. Uh, a lot of fun to check out. But uh, yeah, that's all we've been playing. So enough from us. Let's take a quick pause here. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Kevin here. You ever had those days where you wake up and oh, you just feel rough? Like, you, you spent half the night with the kids waking you up and you gotta shake the cobwebs from your head. You just feel dazed and confused. And you just need something to give you a little oomph, a little kickstart to your day. Well, if you've been around the PSVG community, you know how much we love G Fuel. Now, G Fuel has its own patented energy blend that helps you with more energy, more focus, better endurance, better reaction. Thanks to its patented blend, uh, you know, featuring 250 milligrams of vitamin C. That's 417% of the daily recommended dosage. Uh, vitamin B6, 10 milligrams. That's 500% the amount of vitamin B6 you're supposed to have. Uh, B12, 167%, and all those other mystical uh, energy-given things here that G Fuel does for you. Just gets you going, you know what I mean? Gives you that extra boost you need to get through the day sometimes as a parent, as a gamer, as a human being, really. Well, you have that, but then sometimes you remember that, hey, you're awesome, and you want to get a little turnt or lit, if you will, as the kids say, I think. I think they still say that. Um, well, you know we love G Fuel, and uh, you also know we love our booze, and I specifically love whiskey. So I'm here to announce a new fantastic partnership with G Fuel. G Fuel crossover with PSVG Prime, and they're bringing to you a brand new flavor. That's right, Whiskey G Fuel. So head over to gfuel.com slash PSVG and order one today. Courtesy of Lucas and I, it's our partnership, Whiskey G Fuel, for when you need that kick, but you also want to get lit. And that's enough from us, so it's time to hear from you guys. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. Now, we didn't call people out this week for questions, I think, because of uh, there's a lot going on that we will talk about later on, so I didn't pick on people, but I did put the call out there, and uh, two brave individuals... Um, lended their questions to us so let's jump in josh was the first one uh with the announcement of eli roth as the director of the upcoming borderlands movies what do you guys expect for this feature film so yeah if you didn't know that was a thing that's a thing announced today as we're recording eli roth gonna helm the borderlands movies for lions gate films yes yeah so lucas as as the resident well one of the resident fil- you're the you're the film a ex- film yes a film guy Yes, one of many, but you're the one with with the actual industry know-how, if you will. <laughs> uh, yes, I paid a guy two hundred dollars, and he told me all his secrets, 
and now I make movies on the <laughs> side. Uh, I don't know. Like, Eli Roth is kind of a weird director because you get, like, Cabin Fever and Hostel, but then you get Inglorious Bastards, yep. you know? So I, I don't think it will be bad, necessarily. I think that it might be more... Mad, I think it might focus more on the Mad Max aspect, the apocalyptic, uh, you know, crazy bandits or whatever you call them, uh, that aspect of the whole thing and less about the comedy. I don't really know Eli Roth as a, as a comedic director. Not that it needs to be a comedy, but, you know, there's a sort of like tongue in cheek yes, brashness absolutely. to the whole thing. And so my question is if that comes across. I think the action aspect of the whole movie will be fine. Yeah. It's I, I, just a I agree. If the tone, if the tone makes it over to the movie. Right. So yeah, Eli Roth is set to helm as director. Here here's where it gets weird. This has kind of been buried. The script was written by the creator of Chernobyl. What? Craig Mazin or Mazin, I don't know how to pronounce his name. So I I'm genuinely like i don't know if the humor is there now that's just me imposing that on something i don't really know about but i to me neither of these people scream the funny aspects of borderlands it needs to have that like if look at it this way dc and their movies so they make superhero movies marvel makes superhero movies what's the big difference here is i feel it's it's a lot of the the comedic pieces and not necessarily slapstick funny like like thor ragnarok was very much more a comedy than it was an action movie but like a lot of the other ones they're smaller nuanced you know humor bits borderlands should be that but jacked up to the extreme like over the top you know but also put like fart jokes in it like i was gonna say especially after the latest borderlands borderlands 3 yeah technically like that amped it up too so there's an expectation now that that's going to be there, I guess. So, so, okay. So I just IMDB'd Craig Mazin, the Chernobyl creator. I, I think yeah. we're okay. Okay. Um, he wrote Scary Movie, th- movie 3, Scary Movie 4, oh, God. The Hangover Part 2, The Hangover Part 3. Oh. So um, as far as the actual comedy goes, it'll be there. It's just whether or not it's any good. Any right. Funny. He's writing an untitled Pirates of the Caribbean project. Ugh, who isn't at this point? That's true. Identity Thief, he did that one with, um, oh, what's her name? I am blanking out on her name now. Holy cow. J- uh, Melissa McCarthy. No, Melissa oh. McCarthy and Jason Bateman. That one wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one was mildly funny. I mean, so maybe, and considering it's Borderlands, it's not going to be like laugh out loud funny. It's more the obnoxious, like. Yeah, it doesn't need to be smart. It just needs it's to be dumb funny. Dumb. So I think I think it might be all right. Um, but I'm with you. Eli Roth is a is a weird director. It can be good and it can also be bad. Um, I think the action, like you said, I think that's going to be spot on. I think it's going to be very stylized, which is good for Borderlands. It's going to be very Mad Max ish. It's just more like, okay, what does this script look like? I'm actually more scared of than the direction approach of it. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also the characters. I mean, it's hard yeah. to give. I guess they've done more uh, characterization of the characters that you play yeah. since I've, you know, since Borderlands 2. But, you know, it's hard to give characterization to characters that you play as. You know what I mean? Like yep. when those are the main characters and they don't really say that much. Like that's that's what I'm afraid of. Is So like so Borderlands would follow normally a group of vault hunters. So if you do that approach, you really don't have time for 
much character development for those main characters. I mean, like here's a entourage type film. Like here, here's the group. You're just learning about their story. You don't learn anything about their background or anything. Or do they take the approach of like a single vault hunter and then yeah, Indiana Jones meets Borderlands, right? maybe if they do it that way, I don't know. But then to me, that just doesn't feel like Borderlands. Like you need lots of action, lots of explosions, groups of people, waves of enemies. Like, I, I don't know. Bosses coming in with their own title cards. Yes. Oh God. That that has to be there. That has to be there. No doubt it's about gotta it. Gotta be. <sighs> See, there's I don't a, know. There's a language there and it must be spoken or else it's not Borderlands. What if it's sign language then it's not spoken? Well, you got me there. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when people say that, you never hear somebody say, I speak sign language. Like, how did, how is that word? I, <laughs> I, I gesture. Sign, sign language. I ge- yeah. <laughs> I'm gesturing angrily at you. Can't you tell I'm yelling? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you yell in sign language? Just angry or do you do it like bigger? I, just, I don't know. Like, just do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to censor that one because it's visual. Um, so I guess, Josh, overall, I would say cautiously optimistic, I think, is my outlook on this one. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, that's fair. So thank you, Josh, for that. Uh, Haley chimed in. What collectible item would be too good for you to pass up? So I, I, I'm guessing more not necessarily. I'm not sure if that means like one that exists today that you've just never had the opportunity to get. Or, hey, this item would be the thing that I want to own. And I'm not sure if it exists or not kind of deal. I don't know. Yeah. And does it have to be video game related? Uh, probably not because we don't we don't put these restraints on our conversations here that's true do you have any ideas so let's do video game one video game related one non oh oh let's go with that because i had one thing that came to my mind instantly and then something else that kind of popped in my head i know these exist i do not have one but i would totally get one if i had the money is i would actually want a scale keyblade from kingdom hearts (laughs) because i'm a disney guy i'm a kingdom hearts fan and that's just a cool weapon that i think would just be a cool you know, piece to put on the wall or something like that. Just leave there. Like I wouldn't cosplay or anything like that, but I would just have it mounted on the wall. Nice. That's, that's pretty cool. I think this existed as for me, uh, video game related. I think this did exist. And it's one of those things. Cause I'm not really a collectibles person. It, yeah. it, I really have to have an attachment to something to, to really go out and get something like this. But, uh, the Normandy, this, the ship from mass effect, like, a okay. Scale model, yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be pretty cool. I think. That's cool. Well, that's scale model. You don't want it to be scale. You, I, I want the actual ship. Is you want the full size. Yeah, I'm just gonna park it in the backyard. <laughs> I didn't even know we had this technology. <laughs> um, so non-gaming related collectible item, I will say, and this is gonna be like a reoccurring theme that I've mentioned before. I would love to own a guitar signed by Johnny Cash. I think that would be Ooh. the coolest thing for me personally non-gaming related to be like hey i would love to have a piece of that history you know i think that would be really cool nice nice hmm i think maybe for me here i'll keep it musical too actually i would like uh replicas of the daft punk daft punk helmets that's awesome that's a (laughs) great one and wearable because i have to be i mean it has to be but yeah you you have to put it on like absolutely i have a a big head too so like most things aren't wearable when it comes to that type of thing so i need it specially made for me (laughs) (laughs) i have a certain special requirement maybe they maybe they have large heads so maybe you could just get one of their helmets and it would fit you don't know Mm, i don't know i don't know you're right you're right 
Hmm? Let me just go Google. What are the sizes of the Daft Punk's guys' yeah. heads? Yeah. Are question mark. What does it say? Oh, I was just faking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Clearly, you're just matching keyboard. It so, says like, big. <laughs> big. So one of the things I've always wondered. So you have musicians like Daft Punk, uh, Dead Mouse, uh, Marshmallow that wear helmets, right? A de- yep. Dead Mouse is not much of a helmet. It's more like, like, could you imagine walking around with that thing? <laughs> well, yeah. But you, you know what I mean. Like it's they like don't a have mascot. these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, if I ever were to go see them live, like, how do you know it's even them? Because it's it's DJ music, so it's all pre-recorded. Like they could just be pretending to hit the buttons to really be making the beat there. You can't tell. They're always like thirty feet in the air above you, so you can't see what they're doing. It's they true. could just be hitting an empty table, jumping around, and you have no clue what they're doing. And just like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like you're like somebody's like, why? How are there two concerts for the same musical act happening yep. in two different spots yep. in the world? Like if somebody's sick, it doesn't matter. Just be like, oh, just get that, you know, the concierge guy who parks cars. Give him the helmet and just have him dance next to me while I pretend to do music. Like, it's always weird. <laughs> while I pretend to do music. That's yeah. exactly how I describe what I do. When it's I like when you go and see, video. like, um, the pop groups, you know, from the 90s where, like, they were big into dancing and stuff like that. They would lip sync the whole concert because they had to dance the whole time. And you can't yeah. physically do both without, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like... If you want to like, be my lover. <laughs> that, I think that's actually what the Spice Girls sounded like anyway. Um, Ooh, but it's the thing hard. is, like... You spend you know hundreds of dollars on these tickets to watch somebody not actually sing the music that they wrote. I mean, I would how, rather them have them not dance and actually sing it versus not sing it and dance. I mean, it's just me. I don't know. I mean, I went to an Ashley Simpson concert and I had a really good time. I don't know what you're talking about. She sang like an angel. Who did? I missed what you said. Sorry. Ashley Simpson. <laughs> just like she sang on SNL. Yeah, it sounded exactly like her CD. Like, I was surprised. You know, like, you go to a Blink-182 concert, and you're like, wow, mm. this sounds completely different. But she was, like, spot on that night. I don't know. Maybe she had, like, the honey tea or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's strange that she doesn't keep doing music now. Like, because you'd think if she was that great, like, how are you, how was she? How did she not do the Super Bowl, Lucas? I know, right? Almost, especially now in our year of the Lord, 2020. Ashley Simpson, very, you know, where is she now? I'm, I'm finding, I'm Googling that right now, actually. You didn't fake type it? <laughs> no, I actually did. I did, I did type it. Um, I don't know. She's worth $11 million. Ugh, she probably opened a restaurant. They all open restaurants. She has three, three albums in her career, so I don't know. And they're all perfect. Eerily perfect. I mean. In every way. Yeah. Yeah. I changed all my answers to Ashley Simpson memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> Assigned Johnny Cash guitar by Ashley Simpson. By Ashley Simpson. It's Johnny Cash's guitar, but she signed it for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> ask her to. She Over just ran up and original. started writing it. <laughs> she actually sang her signature onto the, the guitar. <laughs> Sounded just like her CD. Every time I play the guitar, it just plays Ashley Simpson music. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. The guitar sounds just like Ashley Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) That's the episode title. This guitar sounds just like Ashley Simpson. I'm changing it. Um, it (laughs) All right. So we we need to move on. Thank you for the questions, Josh and Haley. As you see, that's this is what fuels the podcast when Lucas and I just go off the rails and start laughing about stuff that probably is only funny to us. But honestly, I don't care what you think. So it's just this Lucas and I do this for us. We don't do it for you. It's true. It's our special time. Right. Unless you're a Patreon supporter, then we do it for you. But if you're not, then it's just for me and Lucas, really. Yes. 
I yeah. agree. Okay. We work hard for the money. We do. We do. Um, speaking of money, Lucas, it's time to check out the news of the week. This week in Play Some Video Game News. We don't refer to money as money around in these parts anymore, Lucas. We are officially in Animal Crossing mode. So they're known as bells. Bells. <laughs> it took me. I had to look up what is what. Why are people referring to bells? Why are people hitting rocks for bells? I don't. Yeah, understand. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I, I never understood that. I would love to actually have somebody answer that for Nintendo. Like, I would call it a nook bells? note. Why wouldn't you call it a nook note? Ooh. See. That's pretty good. That's Game pretty designer good. right here. Um, Hire me. I, I linked uh, an article here, just kind of everything we learned about the Animal Crossing Direct, but I don't think I'm going to go through it like this. Um, okay. Because it's a little bit different here. Um, I could go through all these different things, and honestly, it probably wouldn't mean much to you, Lucas, being a newbie. Now, you've never played any Animal Crossing, is that correct? Uh, no. I mean, I'm I'm aware somewhat. Like, I knew what it looked like. Yeah, I right, right. A house and all that stuff, and are, are become crippled with debt immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, like, I've never actually played the game. I knew there were little things like bug catching and. I don't know, gardening, whatever old people do. Bird watching, probably. Falling downstairs. Watching plants grow. <laughs> Falling downstairs. <laughs> Buying life alert bracelets. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's pretty much Animal Crossing. So um, the Nintendo Direct dropped today, um, yes. finally, to give us information about the game that most of us have already purchased without really knowing, <laughs> other than, hey, I know what all the other Animal Crossing games are like. This must be good, too. Now, if we had all done that with Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, we'd all be really disappointed because, <laughs> like, this can't be bad, right, guys? Let's just buy it. Um, but we all did. We all we all bought the game. We all pre-ordered the game before this happened. And they basically told us nothing other than we knew that, hey, it's on an island. Uh, it appeared we had more control over said island for the first time. Um <clears throat> And that was really about it. Like, they told us, yep, you can play with your friends at the same time, but we really didn't have any other details. Well, they dropped on us, like, 27 minutes or so of of details today. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff. Uh, The island appears to be, I mean, fully customizable. Like, you can change whether there's hills, you can change rivers, you you can change everything, which has never, ever been done before, Lucas. You, You normally... You can pick your island. So, like, that first screenshot in the article I put here where it says, like, choose your island. It gives you, like, four choices. Yeah. In all the other Animal Crossing ones, like, you'd get to your area and you're like, hey, what's your town name? And you name the town. Like, is this the town? And they show you, like, a map and you'd be like, you like it or no? And it'd give you a different map. Oh, um, okay. But whatever you had, once you selected it, for the most part, that was it. You couldn't customize anything other than building some additional bridges. So, if you had a lot of rivers, you can place bridges at certain points in the later games but that was it there was never any other customization whereas in this one you're picking an island but realistically it seems like once you get far enough into the game you can completely customize you get a construction permit and you could (laughs) change everything which i thought was nuts um you know uproot rivers make lakes like you could do everything um which has never been even dabbled with which i thought was really i was uh, cool ridiculously impressed with the way that you could round out corners <laughs> yeah it's like the little stupid things you never think about and you're like i can make this perfect exactly um visually it looks very much like animal crossing not much change i do notice a lot more detail i am finally put it full ease from those screenshots we got where we're like oh man these textures look awful too the textures looked really good in this video uh, i had yeah, zero did. issues and little things like it's not a hd well i mean it is hd but it's not like a super 
you know, graphically intensive game, but you can tell where things were, they paid extra attention to, like in the trees, uh, the snow on the trees or the Christmas lights you saw in wintertime, like all these little details that actually stood out um, that were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this game focuses heavily on crafting, which doesn't seem to be too bad, to be honest, and also doesn't seem to be the only mechanic. Um, so heading in, they kind of only mentioned, like, hey, you'll be able to craft your furniture and stuff like that, which you absolutely can, uh, which is pretty cool, too, because it's not like, hey, I want to make this log rustic bed, but you can also make it. You can pick the color of the wood. You can pick the pattern on the fabric on the bed. Like, yeah. it is it is pretty in-depth. Now, I think for the most person, and, and you might be saying this too, Lucas, like, I ain't going to do any of that. Like, I'll pick whatever I can out of the pre-made selections. Um but for Animal Crossing, like diehards, this is a big deal. Now, I I love Animal Crossing. I always have. Uh, but as I watched this direct with my wife, uh, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter actually sat there and watched it. My oldest daughter and my wife were both freaking out about the level of customization. <laughs> and I just kind of sat back and said, good, because I'm going to do nothing to this island. You guys do all that. I'm just going to worry about my house and my internal decorating and stuff like that. I don't care. You guys perfect this world for me. That's fine. Like I'm all for that. I think if you had multiple people in the same house that really was into this detail, there might be fist fights because it's like you messed up my flower better. I don't want the leak facing this way. I want the river over there. Like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, but the crafting is there, so you can make things. But later in the game, they do show you still get the store, and there are still items that you can only purchase that are already made. So not everything is crafted. It seemed like from multiple places too. Like there were mm-hmm. uh, noted that you could go to a certain person or vendor stall who had yep. things that you couldn't craft. But there was also, I don't know, multiple stores. It mm-hmm. wasn't just the one, and then you'd you know only have yeah. That you one typically place have you typically have Nook's Cranny, which is like Tom Nook's store. So you have the town center that they call it the beginning of the game, which is just the little tent. This is before you even get to houses. When, yes, folks, there are houses. You don't just have tents, which I, I was a little nervous about because that's all they showed for, like, the first yeah. 10 minutes of this direct. And I'm like, oh, I like all the customization you can do outside. I was like, but I can't build my house. I'm like, but then they eventually say, like, no, you can upgrade to a house as an optional thing. And I'm like, yes. Yes. And then uh, uh, expand the house, too. Yeah. I actually was like, oh, I, li- I like this progression system. It doesn't yeah. just feel like. I don't know. I, I guess I'll buy another tent. <laughs> right, right. No, it, it's it's always been a that mechanic has always been in Animal Crossing where you build. You know, your room gets a little bit bigger. You build a second floor, maybe you build a basement. But clearly, in this one, like it has that, and it has the rooms that go off of the main room. So you have like your main room. You walk into. There's a room in the back. There's a room on the right. <clears> room on the left. So you can build that stuff into it, and then customize the outside of your house and everything. But it seems like all of our friends are there from the previous Animal Crossings. You still have. The, you know, Kicks, the shoe salesman who comes in randomly. He was the skunk in the video, if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Able Sisters have the clothing store. Um, it's just, it, I don't want to use this phrase, but I feel like I'm going to have to, that this is Animal Crossing Ultimate. Like, Smash Ultimate. Everything is in this, and more that we didn't even expect to get. Like, yeah. the level of customization, I was expecting it to be that deep, and it seems to be extremely deep. Um, all the f- best characters are there. The museum, if you saw that, that looks yep. insane compared to previous Animal Crossings. Like, if you look up the museum screenshots from any other game, they are not fancy like this. Like, this museum looks ridiculous with the aquarium in it and the, the dinosaur bones. Like, it is leaps and bounds better than anything we've ever seen. Um, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it is way better. Yes, um, it is. But that's where you go. You collect your bugs. You can sell bugs for profit. You can donate them to the museum. Uh, the museum will only accept one of each type of bug. So basically, you use that to build the catalog, essentially. So anytime, once you catch a bug twice, you can just sell them all the time and just take the money from it, the bells. Mm. Um, the one person I didn't see 
That makes me a little bit sad. And I know Jason will be sad as well. I, I didn't see Brewster, who's the pigeon that owns the coffee shop. Oh. I didn't see him. And I loved building the coffee shop and doing that mechanic. Because in uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, you actually, once you built the coffee shop, you could do a mini game as a job, in, as a barista in the coffee shop. Oh. And you would get exclusive rewards for doing that that you could use to decorate your house. Like you get an espresso machine or something like that. Like these little cool things that you could use to decorate your house with. I didn't see him. He's the one I'm looking to start with. He might be there. Uh, but they're doing DLC, which we all kind of knew about that everyone was freaking out. But was going to be microtransactions and this and that. Yeah, nope. They only mentioned free updates here. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be holiday events, which is awesome. It's kind of what I was hoping they'd do. Uh, with the first one starting when the game comes out. Bunny Day, because they can't use Easter. Because that's... <laughs> That's a heathen holiday. Um, <laughs> so you have Bunny Day instead, which is going to introduce you know, the Easter Bunny will come in town. There'll be something around there. But that kicks off in April right after the game comes out. So it's really cool to just start right off the bat with clear plans to expand and renovate this. Amiibo work in the game. Amiibo cards work in the game. Like It's just all the features from the previous Animal Crossings brought into one. So I am very, very excited about it. I am very happy with everything announced in this Direct. Um, Lucas, your thoughts now, because it's getting closer and closer. We're definitely going to talk about it once it comes out and you get your hands on it. Yeah. What did you feel or what were you excited about or hesitant about questioning after watching this direct? Well, I have a couple of notes here because um, okay. I, you know, watch this as somebody who doesn't really know yeah. the ins and outs. So I like the looks of the uh, Nook Nook's mileage program. And yes, the that was fact cool. That you have these little like reward systems and kind of guidance as to what to do yeah it's like challenges they give you like hey do this and you get the miles yeah exactly uh i like that idea because it gives you something to work towards if you don't like starting off you know when you don't know what to do you're just kind of like uh how where do i start i guess i'll go fishing for five days straight yeah or whatever that's what i didn't start do it's like oh i can (laughs) fish why would i farm i don't (laughs) so uh yeah i like the looks of that um i was kind of questioning the rescue service so they talked about it i don't understand that yeah i'm curious as to what would happen that would mean that you because they're like well you have a map but if you find yourself getting lost which is possible and i'm like how like are you saying you can get stuck because that's what i think of is I know you have so like if you cross areas that don't have bridges yet, it looks like you can craft the pole to kind of pole vault in the water. Yeah, but I think the craftable items eventually break. So I'm wondering if maybe you pole vault to an area and it breaks and you can't get back. Oh, yeah. Because like you're be. in a, you're in an area that you can't get back to your house. That's the only thing I can think of. Or it's just like, hey, this is a quick way to just get back to your house. It's like a, a warp point. But I don't understand the need for it other than maybe you can get stranded somehow because something breaks. But I, I, that one, that part was really weird to me as well. They've never had that mechanic in anything else I've seen. So Okay, yeah. I wonder if it has anything to do with those, like you can go on those uh, side island yeah, adventure things right. maybe too. Yeah, uh, the, I kind of got a little bit concerned when it started talking about the multiplayer. I don't know how much that will actually come into play when mm-hmm. I play, but uh, I didn't really like the fact that you had to go to like that community recycle box to get the stuff that the people who are playing in your world collect i was like oh that's kind of dumb i don't yeah it's for so that that part to be able to clear up a little bit because you're kind of merging i think two things together so the recycle box is used if you're playing it at the same time as somebody in your house so like your son or your wife because um if you think about it if you're playing your game and you invite them to co-op playing your game Mm -hmm. You're doing things and then you're saving your progress. There's no record of their progress. So if they're picking up items that they then want to get because they picked them up, 
they'd have to put them in the recycling box, and then when they log into the game next time, they can go and pick them up out of the box so that they have those items. Oh, you're okay. So I thought this was like they're doing work for you. And then no. you have to go pick it up at the No, no, no. So, it, yeah, the, it looked like the co-op mode. I'll call it that instead yeah. of multiplayer. The co-op mode is basically, so if you're playing and you want to say, hey, son, come on, let's, let's hop in and do it. You're the leader. And that was that whole leader and follower action. Yeah. All that is is the way of keeping the camera focused. So if you're the leader and you start walking, they have they to have stay to on the watch. same screen as yeah. you. So you can't just go off in different directions. Other than that, you're bo- you're all working independently on whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, it's just the issue, I think, is, hey, if they collect items, but you're saving the game, how do you save it to their profile? So this is the workaround. Yeah. So you say, okay, I save things in the recycle box. Recycle box can be gathered by anybody. So they just log in and go. Now, it appears that nothing's stopping, let's say, Let's say you and your son and your wife all play. You all gather stuff. You throw stuff in the recycling box. There's nothing stopping your son from going in and taking all of his items and everything your wife put in there. <laughs> so I think that's that's the only hiccup there. Okay. For, for true multiplayer, so if you said, Kevin, come on over to my island. I have peaches. You have apples. Bring me some apples. You can take some of my peaches so you can plant those trees because that is a thing, believe it or not. So whatever fruit you have on your island when you start up, Mm-hmm. You can sell that for money, but that'll be the cheapest fruit possible. If you get fruit from another island, that sells for like three or four times the amount. Oh, I hope so, I get bananas. That that is a possibility. But so ultimately, you want to try and capture all the fruit and have it on your island so that you can make more money off your fruit, basically. So you call me over to your island to come do that. Anything I grab on your island while I'm there, I will take with me because I'm ultimately going back to my game and saving. Because I'm not playing on your console. I'm just playing on your island. You're going to ruin the economy if you just grab everything and take it with you. Deserted island. What are you going to do? No. I don't think any of these woodland creatures are going to do anything. That's true. I do like that you can prevent people from trashing your island. Because I was really afraid of that when they're like, hey, they can't use certain tools on your island. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. yes, that's awesome. Unless they're your besties. You can have your besties and then they could. But I don't know. No but. one's going to have that privilege. <laughs> no. I don't trust anybody enough because it's just like, you let Donnie on the island. He's been drinking. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. He's like, oh, this green is too dark. Let's make a light blue. And then you come yeah. back and you're like, oh, gosh, this is hideous. Yeah, you let Caroline on your island. She finds out you have one of the villagers that she wants on her island. She just goes down and chops down every one of your trees. Like, nobody wants that. It's true. It's true. Don't mess with my island. My island is going to make nuclear-grade weapons is what my <laughs> island is going to do. Is it an island in the sun? Ooh, you know, it just might. No, it's going to be a winter island. Well, yeah, I'll be curious to see if it's still winter or if it'll be spring. I think it's turning to spring at that point because that's the whole th- point of the, the bunny day is it's <sighs> kicking off spring. So, Well, here in Michigan, spring means winter. So. Yeah, pretty much for us, we still can normally get at least one last snowstorm in April, but we'll see. Ugh. Anyway, what else you got? What else you got besides that? Was that uh, that, it that for your was? Notes? I mean, everything else looked pretty good. I mean, yeah. I was the the first third of the video was basically rehashing what we already knew, so yeah. that was kind of pointless. But uh, o- overall, I mean, it, honestly, I'm just looking forward to it because I don't have a game where I just kind of check in and do a little bit and mm-hmm. then like check out. Yep. Like it looks really relaxing. It looks um, Stardew Valley was kind of that way, but with the whole time mechanic it felt yep. a little bit like and then I found out there were story things to do and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Whereas with Animal Crossing, it seems more like you happen upon things and it doesn't feel like you have to catch all the fish no. in a certain you know time of year and all this other, you know, just the stuff that they do in Stardew Valley, which is fine. But 
um, I kind of obsess a- over that a little bit. And mm. so here I feel like I can actually relax, just do some stuff. And, and I think I'm content with the amount of things to do, you know, like I joke yeah. about bug catching and, yeah, and yeah. whatever, but you know, it, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. So, it and, it, and it's something I can play around my son. So, so Absolutely. far I am, you know, I didn't cancel my uh, pre or anything. So well, that's a win. That's a win ultimately. But yeah, it's so there, just to let you know, there are the same nuances that Stardew has about the types of bugs and types of fish, depending on the time of the year. Yeah. Um, that does exist in animal crossing too. However, like you said, it's not a mandatory thing. You don't have to do it. It's just, if you're one of those people who want to be a completionist, which I've played every animal crossing, I've never once felt been like, I need to catch everything. I've never had mm-hmm. that urge, but you know, certain times of year, like bug hunting is better than fishing this time of year. Cause it's more expensive bugs than fish. And that's kind of ultimately really all I do is to know what is more valuable essentially. But yeah, there are certain things like this type of fish is only around in the summer and spring disappears in the winter and so on and so forth. So there are things like that okay. um, that well, do happen. That's okay, as long as it's not combined with, like, all the other things, all these characters and people no. that you have to keep track of your relationships and everything. No, no, there's there's zero relationship building in Animal Crossing. That doesn't matter at all. Like, people on your island, you can go and talk to them. You can completely ignore them forever. It does, it does not matter. It doesn't play into anything. Excellent. Other than the occasionally they might be like, hey, I see you have this bug. I'll trade you this shirt for your bug. And you could just be like, yes or no. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but you could do it. Or they might want to buy something off you. They'll, like, you'll... um. You might be like, say, fishing, and you walk by one of the people on your island. There might be like an exclamation point, like they're like, "Oh!" and they like pay attention, walk right up to you. That means basically you have something they want to buy from you, so or trade you for. So they'll run up to you and just do those things. But ultimately, doesn't matter. You can say no to them every single time. They'll walk off kind of mad, but it won't matter really. It doesn't affect anything. You know, usually when somebody looks at me surprised and goes, "Oh!" and then starts rushing towards me, uh, my reaction your fly is down. Run the other way, or my flies down. One <laughs> of two things. Yeah, <laughs> run in fear of people, or my flies down. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Clearly. Um, but yeah, that's it. So I'm really excited. I'm glad they finally told us what's up, and uh, I'm good. I'm good to go now. I don't need any more details. They did say you can follow them on Twitter, and Tom Nook will be making all of his announcements on there going forward until the game launches. Um, but I've got enough information to feel completely comfortable. Um, I mean, I realistically I was anyway, but I think I feel even better now about it. So yeah, that's it for me. What you got? Cool. Uh, well, here, let's talk about some more feel-good stuff. So, you remember PUBG? I do. Okay. Well, that makes two of us. So, PUBG is raising funds for Australia. They've had uh, a bit of fire going around. Really? Uh, hadn't heard. Yeah. Uh, pretty big deal. Now, if you were to, say, want to raise funds for uh, some, some proceeds towards, towards, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, relief. uh, Yeah. Relief. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Words escape me sometimes. It's awful. Uh, how would, how would you, how would, what do you think you would do? You'd probably sell something, right? Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts or or wristbands or something like that. Yeah. 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 What about a frying pan? Like, like a physical frying pan? Like I can just cook something in my house with it? Well, that's to be determined. I'm not sure if you can cook with this. But it has a cartoon character uh, drawn on it. It's a koala. Okay. Well, holding a kangaroo. How much is this said frying pan? Uh, the said frying pan is... Oh, boy. That's a good question. $3. Is it really $3? It's not a real frying pan. That's why. Oh. Wait. It's not a real frying pan? 
No, that's why I was. That's why I was. I was kind of beating you into a joke. Because uh, so yeah, to to clarify here, um, PUBG you can pick up a melee weapon, and the most popular one in PUBG is a frying pan. So that's why frying pan is tied to PUBG. Uh, um, yeah, but I want a real frying pan. Right. If it was a real frying pan for three dollars, that's a steal. But basically, the the reason the frying pan is so appealing, um, melee weapons are to be honest really not used in PUBG pointless. like at all yeah. they're, they're really pointless <laughs> however the frying pan has a hidden bonus lucas and that's if somebody tries to shoot you in your bum the frying pan deflects bullets oh as in real life yeah clearly so it's a bum protecting frying pan for three dollars the koala to help australia now i i appreciate what they're trying to do here but either way real or not the fact that they're selling a frying pan to deal with relief for fire, <laughs> massive wildfires in Australia. Out of the frying pan into the fire? The fire. Is that what you're trying <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it just seems weird. Like, there's a weird correlation here. Like, it'd be like selling water bottles for tsunami. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I did not think about it until you started going that direction. I'm like, oh, okay. I see what you're not concerned is but what you're poking fun of here is that but yeah it's like you looking like humble bundle did a bundle for australian relief and like there was a fire watch wasn't on there was it (laughs) (laughs) no and i think i said that and everyone yelled at me saying too soon because i I asked i was like why isn't fire watch here and then i'm pretty sure donnie yelled at me or something so um but yeah it's it's weird the, the cool thing i will say about it it was done by a community artist that did the art for it that PUBG used. The art's really good. I would yeah. rather have a shirt of it than a not real yes. frying pan. Right, right. So it is a little weird. And I'm like, I don't really know how well it looks in, in-game. Like, it just shows you the picture, the rendering of it. But I'm like, in-game, would you even notice that? Because the frying pans are already gray. And this is like a teal, but like a dull teal. So I don't even know if it's even Well, if it's on your butt, I'm going to notice it. That's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, no real yeah. frying pan. I mean, yeah. No. In the end of the at the end of the day, it's a good thing. I mean, yeah, proceeds going to that that relief fund, whatever. It's great. It's it's just yeah, it's a weird choice. Like I would, it's almost like like let's say Fortnite were to do something like this instead of PUBG, they would probably do a skin of a character as opposed to just a weapon skin. Yeah, and like it'd be like Crocodile Dundee or something. <laughs> that would be way cooler. Like, tell me that would be way cooler. That would be because then uh, he, I mean, it, you'd have a knife. You'd right. run faster because you, you say a that's knife not a knife. Like that's his. That's his yeah. That's taunt. His, that's the only thing he said in any of those. What like three movies? I think. I think so. Yeah. That's just a knife. But uh, <laughs> press E to stab. <laughs> yeah, and it all goes to Australian animals. I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking for of their, Fortnite for their island. Australian yes. animals for their island. Okay, anyways. Oh, so that ties back to Animal Crossing and an island. Yes. Australia's an island. Oh, PUBG, Australia's. you jump off a plane onto an island. <gasps> oh my gosh, everything's coming up island. And in Fortnite, you jump off the bus into an island. And speaking of Fortnite, season two for chapter two just dropped today, Lucas. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. And I feel like you're not. I mean, I feel like this every time you bring up Fortnite, I feel like this is a veiled attempt to get me to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like talking about Fortnite. Um, I would love it if more people played it, but I'd love it if I had time to play it more people because I play it, but nobody I know is ever playing at the same time except for um, occasionally Justin Warner's on and I'll play with him. And he always goes into the chat cautious because he's not sure if it's me or my kids because <laughs> he's done that before where he's actually played with my daughter and not realized it. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's like, dude, you playing Fortnite right now? I'm like, no, why? He goes, oh, 
because we just finished that match. I thought it was you. I was like, no, that was my daughter. He goes, oh, well, good thing I didn't swear. I was like, no, nah, you could swear at something. They would have hurt, wouldn't have hurt anyway. But yeah, um, she's better than you. <laughs> no, he would never say that. Um, but yeah, so it's chapter chapter two, season two. It's really confusing with the way Fortnite does it. Um, is all spy themed, which is kind of cool. So it's uh, like almost like uh, there's a character known as Midas, where he's like he starts off with just his hand being gold, and as you level up, he's eventually all gold. Um, but it's all spy themed, so there's new weapons, there's cardboard boxes, a la uh, Metal Gear that you can hide in and kind of walk <laughs> <laughs> to, to to surprise things with. Um, it's very over the top characters, lots of new skins for um, the characters. If you buy the battle pass, I think it's like five different ones, and each of those five have three different variants you can earn off of them so there's a lot to do it looks like this season but the coolest thing is in the main map so typically if you look at the article i I posted here that first image where you see that room with the different characters Mm -hmm. so those are all the characters you get in the battle pass my favorite by the way is the large muscular cat yeah i was i mean i couldn't take my eyes off of yeah he's awesome meowskulls (laughs) that's his name (laughs) giant so if you're not if if you're not familiar folks it's a giant muscular man with a kitten head a very small kitten head yes which makes it 10 times better um but so that is the new menu though lucas so typically you just had the thing where just say like hey drop into battle here's the locker lockers for your customization here's the store now it gives you this room instead and each of the different areas you can click on and get to different things do you see the small ventilation shaft over on the right I do. Okay. With a fan? Yep. So I clicked on that. Okay. And that took me to a secret room behind this uh, very luxurious headquarter villain or hero base, Mm -hmm. which was graffitied with Deadpool stuff. Ah, yes. I had heard about this. And there's an old, like, Apple computer, like old, old, like floppy (laughs) disk. And if you click on it, it brings up Deadpool's challenges. Ooh. And number one was find Deadpool's letter to Epic which is also hidden in that room. And basically it's Deadpool sketched up the battle bus from Fortnite and just reskinned it as Deadpool saying, I don't know how they didn't use this in last season's update yet. This and that. Um, And the second one was don't thank the bus driver. Um, There is a taunt, not really a taunt, but there's a thing you can do when the game is loading and you're in the bus that you can just click a button and it says, whatever your username has thanked the bus driver and everybody sees it that plays the game. Um, And one of the missions is do not thank the bus driver. Supposedly, these challenges are going to update every week with more Deadpool challenges. Uh, and as you do them, eventually you're saying at the end, you'll actually get the Deadpool skin, which is actually hidden throughout the trailer for season two here. Um, mm. That trailer would hold like the banana guy you see in the <laughs> background. He sta- he's a, he's an older character from like season four or five or something. Um, he gets the suit very James Bondish, but he stands in front of a bookshelf and he pulls the book and does the whole spy thing with the bookshelf spins around real quick and he comes yeah. back out with the suit. If you look really quick as the bookshelf shifts and it's like sideways, you see for a split second Deadpool's in the background holding up the tuxedo for the banana guy and then oh. the banana guy comes right back out and changes. So Deadpool is hidden throughout the trailer. Nice. A few times you see him and then at the very end he's like highlighted, but not available yet, but Deadpool is coming to Fortnite and I'm excited for it. I think that makes the most sense out of any of the crossover characters they've done so far, he fits the theme and the the mood, as the kids say nowadays. That's that's a mood of Fortnite. <laughs> I see. You know who I instantly thought of? I mean, call me old-fashioned, but you know mm-hmm. who I thought of? I thought of the spy from Team Fortress 2. Totally. I, thought I mean, that that's really... Yeah, that, that's another one that would totally have fit in there very, very well. Um, I like yeah. it. 
you know, it, it's funny because I like all the stuff they do. I just, yeah. I never liked the game because I was bad and I hated building things. <laughs> and I still, so I say a million times, I do not build. I don't. The only time I'll build something is if I need to build a ramp just to get to a different floor in a house. But like in combat, those people that build the crazy houses, I don't do any yeah. of that, Lucas, and I still win a good percentage of the time. Wow. Maybe so. I have to give it a second try. I, I think if you did not play it since Chapter 2 came out, like after that whole black hole event they did, yeah. if you have not tried it since then, I'd say give it a shot. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything to try it anyway. See if you like That's it now they because you. they changed a lot, and I feel the game is much better now than it used to be. Okay, I'd also play it. I would probably play it on the PC instead of the Switch as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, Switch handheld, I have a hard time. Switch docked isn't too bad if you have a controller. I didn't Um, at the time. I was using that awful controller that somebody who shall remain unnamed (laughs) suggested to me. He who shall not be named because he's dropping S bombs over in his center track. Yeah. But yeah, I would say give it a shot, see if you like it. But it's it's fun. I like the, the backstory they're building behind it, the lore. That they kind of intertwine now. So it's not just, hey, here's a new season. Here's these new characters you know nothing about. They put a narrative into it that you kind of discover yeah. throughout the throughout the season. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very yeah. cool. Appreciate it. Uh, so I have sort of exciting news, at least to racing fans. Well, maybe not even racing fans, I guess, but people who like car games. So Seth? <laughs> every week I'm always, I have one thing that I'm speaking directly to Seth about. <laughs> I don't make it obvious. All I have to do is say racing game or car game. And, and, and I just knows. called you out on it. Darn. Yep, you did. You did. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, so EA headline is, headline reads, EA reassigns future need for speed projects to burnout developer Criterion Games. Uh, so Criterion Games, you may remember, is best known for creating the Burnout series. Mm-hmm. However, the studio previously produced two games in the Need for Speed series, 2010's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and 2012's Need for Speed Most Wanted, which are some of the more popular installments in the game. That I feel like that was around the, the resurgence of Need for Speed. They were like, oh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. They're going back to like uh, police chases and everything. Like from, what was it? Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was the original for the like 2003 game, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, so basically a reboot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, they're not making another burnout game, but, uh, I guess they're making future need for speed games, which could be cool. I mean, I know the last one, I know coach Mo liked it and I think Seth said it was pretty decent. Yeah. I think so. Um, they both enjoyed it enough, but I think this might be what it needs to kind of get that jump start again. Yeah. I mean, I keep seeing the things for like the trailers for these games new need for speed games every once in a while and, and like e3 or something and i was like oh cool kind of looks like fast and the furious or some mm-hmm. sort of like spy thing going yep. on or whatever didn't play it though like yeah. i don't know there's just something not catching with me on this and i i mean i used to love need yeah. for speed back in the day but same i, d- I don't know i feel like it's just kind of lost it's ever since you know brum bum bum brum bum 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 since since what Brum, boom, boom. Brum, boom, 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 boom. Get low. Fair enough. You didn't play that game? Come on. Need for Speed Most Wanted. I know. I just want you to do it multiple times, that's all. I'll do it all day, every day. <laughs> I get low. All day, every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Um, so, since we're throwing it back, let's throw it way back. Let's throw it back yeah. further, Lucas. Now, I was born in the 80s, but I feel like I was very much more a 90s kid. Um, 
because that was more pivotal. That was more memorable to me. The music, the the toys, the TV. Sure. You might remember when we apparently didn't really care about how good games were. And Tiger Electronics would do these little things, these little games that had one screen. Yes, yes. And we played them on the back of the bus. Yes. (laughs) Ah, push that fuss. Everybody move to the back Back of the bus. bus. Sorry, (laughs) sidetracked here. Um, They're coming back, Lucas. Tiger Electronics is reproducing this fall with Hasbro, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. X-Men, Transformers, and Little Mermaid. Why? I don't know. And it's not like they didn't make it better. It is literally <laughs> the same thing. Um, available exclusively at GameStop for fourteen ninety nine a piece. So I surprisingly what? not. Yeah, I, but honestly, I would I would surprise it on more expensive because that's just how things are today. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm I think like, they're probably ten bucks back in the day, so it's really not that much higher than I think they were. But. I go through the toy aisle and I'm like, "How are these action figures like twelve dollars?" I yes. don't understand what is yes. going on. So yeah, I guess you. you're right. Um, the best part of this article I find hilarious, though, they say they're available exclusively at GameStop for fourteen ninety nine a piece this fall. Should the company survive that long? <laughs> <laughs> if GameStop closes, I don't know where they're going to be, but um, but they are there. Um. It's cool to see, I guess, to be like, hey, I forgot about these things. Not forgot about them, but I hadn't seen them in so long. Yeah. But I have zero desire, dude, to get these. And I don't think kids nowadays want them. Like, this is clearly trying to get, like, us to buy them. Yeah. But they weren't good back then for me to want to buy it. So I don't know why doing this again. The buttons sucked, man. They were always, like, squishy. Yeah. Especially those gray ones in the middle that I'm seeing yes. right here. <laughs> yes, or they'd fall off like your calculator buttons from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like push it in with like a pen. Pencil. Or something. <laughs> 100%. Um, Horrible. But yeah, they're coming back if somebody hates themselves or hate a child enough that you want to get them as a birthday oh, yeah. present. This give is them a, it's cool, though, for anybody who wants to buy it. It's real cool. No, no, I'm not even going to pretend. It's just it's a terrible thing. Don't good. buy it unless you hate you, the man. child you're buying for. And if you're going to buy it for a kid you're going to give to for like a birthday present, do me a favor. Don't buy the batteries either. Let's let's go all out. Just really be a jerk yeah, about it. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I like it. Yeah. Here, here, little Timmy. I heard you like video games. Here's X-Men. Uh, Tiger. What's X-Men? <laughs> or like, oh, Jimmy. What's Transformers? What's Transformers? <laughs> that that movie? Where's Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, shouldn't these be more like... Uh, for today's discerning child palette should be like puppy pals and uh rin tin tin <laughs> sorry did you just say today's children you reference rin tin tin yep here's the new tiger electronics chain rin tin tin old yeller and the lone ranger let's go <laughs> uh, speaking of children uh so the coronavirus <laughs> Been on any cruises lately? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, oh my God! Uh, last week we reported. <laughs> that... <laughs> <I can't. laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. So please write to us to complain about it. Oh. Oh God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <Whew>. All right. <clears throat> Bring it down. So, we talked about. Uh, the switch, the ring fit, yep, all affected possibly uh, in in different areas throughout the world. Yep. Not the U.S. yet, but possible that the coronavirus would basically make it uh, hard to get any of those items. Yep. Switch, Joy Cons, ring fit. Uh, 
apparently VR is no, uh, no, not going to be saved by this either. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they build they everything over there. By this. We yeah, don't, we don't I mean, build stuff here in America. At, at some point, it's going to be here's an electronic, an iPad. You can't you can't get it because coronavirus. Yeah. So that's good. That's great. But the ne- the the newest casualty apparently is the Oculus Quest. So Donnie, I guess you're pretty lucky that you got yours when you did. Yep. Yours was coronavirus free. Thank God. We um, think. We uh, we're assuming. I heard it takes two months to resonate in the body. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Well, well, I guess we'll find out. Looking forward to that. Um, wait, can't wait for the house party. <laughs> oh, gosh, you're right. That'll be around that time. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, you're gonna, you're looking at place, secondhand, uh, secondhand places like uh, eBay, mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace. Oh, God. No. Help your, God help your soul if you go on Craigslist looking for a VR headset. What is wrong Ooh. with you? And, I mean, plus they're they're all going to get jacked up in pricing because the demand is is there now. You might be spending more on a second hand model than you would on a brand new model if it were actually available. Very true. Very true. Uh, Oculus Quest. Here's a quote. Everyone mm-hmm. likes a good quote. Oculus Quest has been selling out in some regions due to high demand. That said, like other companies, we're expecting some additional impact to our hardware production due to the coronavirus. We're taking precautions to ensure the safety of our employees, manufacturing partners, and customers. And our mon- I like how customers are last and are monitoring <laughs> the situation closely. We are working to restore availability as soon as possible. Facebook said a statement. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Somebody, somebody that was slowly deteriorating due to coronavirus. <laughs> Apparently, they're like, oh, got to get this last report out. Got to be 250 words. So apparently, all of Facebook said that statement right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, all I'm trying to tell you is that if you want something, you better get it while it's available. Because, uh, Or if you want to scalp something, I guess you could go that that route, too. Just make sure to wipe it down well. Mm-hmm before using it that's very true much like anything that you buy off the internet that's also very true so yeah soon we will have nothing it's true nothing but ourselves and our love um all right last story as we wrap things up here tonight um game pass tweeted out last week lucas there's some more games coming uh and as coming soon they said but i have the dates here for people wondering so they sent out the tweet they're still adding Game Pass games for this month. One was actually added today as we're recording. That's Ninja Gaiden 2 was added. Uh, Kingdom okay. Hearts 3 is coming on February 25th, and that's kind of a that's a good get, I think. Yeah, yeah, that game is about a year old now, um, but they just released more DLC for it, so it's interesting to see how long they keep that on there because uh, Xbox <clears throat> also just got the remasters of all the other games just hit the marketplace uh, this week. Um, so I'm wondering mm. if like, is that a ploy to try and sell more of the old ones, sell more of the DLC? I don't really know where they're going with it, but was surprised to see that one hit game pass, um, two point hospital, you know, I'm excited for this game. Yes. Yes. So I've been playing that one actually. Oh, off and right. on. awesome. And the fact that I'm going to get to play it on game pass for free, even better. Yes. Um, I told my wife about this one because basically the developers of this game also made this game known as theme hospital back on PC that. I, my wife, and my sister-in-law all sunk a lot of hours into for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. So we found out, hey, the developers made this one, and it looks just like it, but better. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, so that's dropping the 25th. Uh, Wasteland Remastered, which I'm also interested in trying, uh, dropping on the 25th. Yeah. Yaku- Yakuza Zero drops the 26th. Also interested in playing that. And then lastly, Jackbox Party Pack 3 oh. will be dropping on February 27th. Now, 
I've played none of these games except for Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Uh, Donnie said, I don't think I'm going to play any of these games, but he's excited to see more stuff come to Game Pass. I, on the other hand, am going to play all of these games, I think, with the exception <laughs> of Ninja Gaiden 2, because I really don't have any interest in that, I don't think. Uh, but I will try all the others. I actually have never played a Jackbox party game yet. Oh, which really? I know a lot of people yeah. have. I've never played one, so I'm like, well, this one's going to be free, so let's start with this one. Yeah. However, I am a huge fan of You Don't Know Jack. Like I played all those games back on PC back in the day. Um, so I'm all about what they do. I've just never played one, and this is now my opportunity to get in on one. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah this is a pretty solid ad. Um, Yakuza Zero, I tried, I played, and I kind of liked it, but it, it was a little overwhelming. Uh, even though it seems like a good stepping in point mm-hmm. because it's like a prequel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Ninja Gaiden Two. I do not remember that game. And it's got to be this gen too. Yeah, I mean, I, the last one I remember is Ninja Gaiden Black or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ninja Gaiden Two. 8.7 by IGN. Uh, oh, it wasn't eight. It was on 360, but it looks like they remastered it, or it's Xbox One X enhanced. Oh, okay. So probably 4K or something. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So an older game, but uh, yeah, that's that is I, weird. I don't think they've ever released a 360 game onto Game <clears throat> Pass, but hey, I don't know. Hey, there's a first time for everything. That's true, and I, like I said, that's that's probably the least likely I'd play out all these anyway. But I'm excited for all the rest. So. Yeah, interesting. It is what well, it there is. There you go. Yeah. We'll have to play Jackbox Party Pack together. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't need to. Like, that's one person's running the game and everyone else plays off their cell phones, right? Yeah, you just need the. You go to the website and type in the room code. I, I think you, Josh, and I, and anybody else we can scrounge up need to have a, a date oh, night and do yeah. that. I'll bring the wine. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the cheese. To myself, because we're not physically yeah i'm just gonna totally eat cheese i mean i do that anyway so i don't need a reason <laughs> I was gonna say i'm pretty sure you were eating cheese off camera earlier so what do you mean off camera <laughs> well um, i can see it oh okay just got my wheel of cheese here in my lap um mm. i think we've gone off the deep end so let, let's wrap things up lucas here okay. uh where can people find you and your other shenanigans you'd like to plug Oh, you know, uh, I'm on Flux Depose. We have a show over there. Just Google it. Um, Do you? I hear you got bad reviews today. You got review bombed because you didn't release an episode last week. Yeah. Uh, bad press. All press is good press. Okay. That's bad, fair. bad press is not bad press when all the press is good. Okay. You, you should make a shirt of that review. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like on there. One star. These jerks didn't review review uh, release an episode this week. Lazy. That would be hilarious. We're so we're so successful that our fans are willing to review bomb us because we didn't yeah. release an episode. And then buying it, then to have your then same fans buy a T-shirt would be so meta. It would be. I like it. You're hired. I know you didn't ask for it, but you're hired. I want triple my salary I make here. I can do that. I can arrange I that. I know, because zero times three <clears throat> is still zero. That's true. Oh, wait, we said at the top of the show we were not going to do math. Sorry. I told you to knock it off. I also didn't think we were talking about children having coronavirus, but we did that too, so. That is also true. Anyways, uh, at heavy metal underscore riff on Twitter, send me a message, anything. I don't care. I look at it all. I'm going to put out a poll to, to make Lucas change his Twitter name, like Jason okay. did, to make it easier. I think we're going to do that when we make people 
please don't let him it. vote on the name or else I'll be like well no uh, first is going to be should he change his name and when that wins <laughs> yes it's going to be a vote for the name Bodie McBoatface or whatever I, I will pre-select three to four different names and we will vote as a community so what you okay to. also don't use any of the names that I put that I use in our <laughs> um streaming program here or else <laughs> yes. it'll be really bad no I, will, I won't do that um you can follow me on uh, at psvg kevin on pretty much everything your twitch your instagram your facebook your discord your twitter whatever you want to do um but what i want to encourage you to do is head on over to psvg.blog which is the website for all the things place and video games does overall so check out the links there to everything we do and once again thank you so much to our patreon supporters old and new we genuinely appreciate it and we have some exciting things coming soon over the next couple months that i can't talk about right now but let's i'm just you know what lucas i'm gonna say it we might put november to remember to shame i'm just saying oh i'm just saying shiza that's crazy it's true that's true so Thank you to all you Patreon supporters. You make that happen. And thank you, everybody who listens, because we wouldn't be here without you. So I encourage you to tune in, to tell a friend. We appreciate it. But most importantly, we ask, as always, that you never stop getting coronavirus. (laughs) This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.